everybody. It is your boys. We back once again, guys. Special edition of We Talk Mass here on the Globe Mass Production. Listen, I am the man fresh off the fan jam. It is your boy Real. And joining me is the man I think was coaching the blue team for this fan jam. I'm not sure. It's my boy King. What's up, man? Nothing much, bro. But it ain't just me, man. Come on, don't leave the other guys hanging. We got special guests oh, no. on here. We don't get, we can get to them in a second. Just oh, okay, my bad, my bad. I'm doing too much. Well, then <laughs> I should say this, then guys, if you can't see my pretty face, I'm glad it's night with my pips. Then definitely check us out on podcast form, all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, any one of them. And if you could, in your heart, on Anchor, donate to us. Please do. It's not necessary, but we definitely love it. Back to you, Ruff. Yes, sir, guys. You already said, guys, we're on all podcast streaming services. If you guys want to listen to us in podcast form, you guys can do that. Now, for the main event, King has already you know, started it off already, so I'm going to go ahead and finish it. Listen, guys, you got you to see who on the screen. This is nothing new. You guys are familiar with these guys. You follow these guys and their content. We have a very, very special edition of We Talk Mass, like I said before. Let me go ahead and introduce you uh, to the guests on our shows. First up, we got the man of the hour. We got DDP of the Dallas Prospects. What's good, man? Not much, man. Excited to finally jump on here for a roundtable with you guys. Yes, sir, man. We definitely appreciate you. And y'all already know who this guy is, man. He's returning. The man, the myth, my boy TGK. What's good, man? Hey, man. What's up, man? I'm glad to be here. A little, little hiatus, but for the math season, we're going to turn up, man. Yes, sir, man. And, of course, we got the second half of the duo of the Dallas Prospects. We got my boy, Any. What's good, man? Man, I'm doing good, bro. Y'all have a banging intro song. I was going, you know, crazy with it. Not in my head. I got the gospel music and stuff. Yeah. That. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> What's up, man? And, of course, man, listen, this guy goes without any introduction. Is the man. I can't say the 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 uh, greatest of Baltimore. We got King on too, man. King will probably get mad at me. But we got my boy Bibbs, man. What's good, Bibbs? Hey, what's going on? Appreciate y'all reaching out to me. No yes, sir, man. From the Outsiders Podcast, man. The man's Outsiders Podcast. Y'all can follow him on all. Po- Is it all podcast streaming services? Uh, yes, yes, definitely. Okay, so you good? All right. Sellers, as uh, we already addressed, the Mavs are about to get ready to start their season here. Uh, not officially until the 19th, but the first preseason game is on the 5th. So I'm ready. I don't know about y'all. We're going to just have a general conversation about the Mavs here, guys. Just kind of give our general thoughts on what we look forward to with this team going into the season, what we think this team is going to do, records, all that good stuff. So let's go ahead and start this off, man. Before we start this off, guys, does anybody on the, the panel still have the Suns in four? <laughs> still have the Suns in four. <laughs> all right i just check and see if actually i actually posted a video there's a particular uh sun's podcast during that series mm. um and i think within game i, I want to say it was either game three or game four after they either lost the first one or lost the second one where the dude was like going off on fans like look no more sons and four that is like the <laughs> death nail to the sons like as soon as we say that bad bad shit happens to us so they uh, exactly. they, they were complaining about it. It was a very funny video I put together. It's on like, brand though, right? They play in championship parades before they even. Like, oh yeah. If, yeah. You, if you heard them before, if you heard them before the series, they were going like ham, saying that we weren't even as good as the Pelicans. Right, right. Saying that series is going to be easier for them. Uh, I mean, the Pelicans to, were. To be fair, we got caught with the premature planning of a 06 parade, but at least <laughs> we got like a couple games in the finals before exactly, we started trying exactly. that mess. Right. Yeah. So, we learn from our mistakes. Let me ask y'all a question, man. Speaking of, uh, you know, us preparing, did y'all guys, what, what was y'all's general thoughts of 
the mass practice, the live practice that they had yesterday, man. We can get some of y'all's opinions on that. Because I, I think I took a little bit away from as far as a lot of the players on that team that I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there now. King, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you your props. You caught this. I'm not saying I'm officially on it, but I'm I'm keeping an eye on it. And that's the whole Josh Green movement. I know a lot of y'all been hearing about the whole Josh Green thing. <laughs> See, Bills know. Bills, I know you one of the, one of the few of them that was actually talking about Josh Green stuff on Twitter. Look, man, I... I told King this before. I feel like with him, it was never anything about talent or athleticism or anything like that. It was all about confidence. And he addressed that, you know, on a couple of the uh, the news conferences that he had. It's about, you know, his confidence. And finally, the team giving him confidence. And now that kind of helped him in helping him move forward and going into this season. I think, I'm gonna, I think we're going to probably expect a lot from him uh, moving forward this season. He could probably even be that third ball. Not third ball. Well, probably third ball yeah. in the two, but... He could be that third wing defender that you know we've been kind of you know panning for to help out Reggie Bullock and uh, Dodo. So, what's y'all opinions on uh, the whole Josh Green thing? I'll go last. I'll let the, the guys talk. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll jump in. Uh, you know, it's all about the sugar glider on the Mavs Outsiders podcast. Uh, Josh Green, you know, he got a he got a bad bad deal. He came out no training camp his first year, uh, dealing with Rick Carlisle, who doesn't like young players. I, that can kill a player's confidence immediately. If you're coming out there, you, you get two minutes on the court, you make one mistake, and then you're going to the bench. Like, that's that's a yep. quick way to kill a prospect. So, you know, Jason Kidd came in all last year, showing him love, uh, you know, trying to build that confidence back up. And then uh, apparently right after we got eliminated, he was on the phone setting up with this trainer out in Vegas to spend the whole summer working on ball handling, uh, getting the shot released quicker, uh, and mostly, I mean, he said it himself, working on that confidence and, and just having the confidence to believe his instincts and just act instead of thinking so much, which was probably his biggest problem. You could just see him thinking out there and hesitate. Uh, so I'm excited, man. So far, so good. Everybody seems excited on the team. So let's, let's do it. Yeah, he said he worked a lot with uh, Lowry in the offseason as well, which I think definitely helps just having a, an established guy like that. And I know Lowry obviously had a, a rough year as well, but having someone like that, that has, you know, won a title and has uh, been a, a big player for a long time, like believing in you and kind of pushing you that way certainly helps. And like you said, with, with Rick, it kind of, it, it breaks down a lot of young guys. A lot of young guys struggle to kind of break through. I, I don't think Dennis Smith ever recovered from playing with Rick Carlisle. So it, it's one of those things where last year was kind of like the start of a reclamation process and kind of like almost like a, a rookie year part two, and now we're starting to see him take that first real step to what they hoped he could be. And early, early indications are very promising. Like you said, the confidence is there. And that was probably the biggest thing because there's there are areas of his game definitely to keep working on. But the, the flashes of what we've seen from him and that made him uh, a, an interesting option for the Mavericks in the draft. You're starting to see that now as that confidence comes through and he just looks sure of himself, more assertive in the postseason. It was the opposite at times. He just had the the deer in the headlights kind of look as plays were developing around him. Now, if he's taking that next step, then, you know, I'm really fascinated to see where he can go. Admittedly, I admittedly I haven't I wasn't able to watch the fan jam or the live practice. But one of the things I I see about Josh Green in the past is he was he he seemed like he was uh, a football player playing basketball, just all go. Yeah going through everybody um, very unpolished, but 
he had the I guess the the outlines as someone that can be very useful in terms of how good is he on defense because he was very useful defensively for the Mavericks in the past. And then if we could mold um, mold him to be more of like a, a three point shooter and also he has a way of uh, playmaking as well that can be very useful. So he has some things about him that uh, if we can mold him, he can be very useful. So hearing all this talk about you know uh, him blowing up, you know, impressing people during the the practice and the fan jam and stuff like that's very promising. And to to Derek's point, he was talking about how he was practicing with Kyle Lario in Las Vegas. Very, it's one of the things I like about that is um, Kyle has a lot of wisdom about not only just being successful in the league, but also being in a late bloomer too. Because remember in the beginning, yeah. Kyle Lowry, he kind of bounced around. He was, uh, he was okay in Houston, but um, he wasn't really that dude up until he got to Toronto. Yeah. So uh, he has a lot to say. A lot, you can, he can give a, a really good uh, perspective of, Hey, actually growing in, into uh, being a very productive basketball player. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to keep my eye on that uh, during the preseason, especially I'm really excited to watch him on the fifth against the Thunder, I believe, if, we're, if I'm correct. But Yeah. Very Kyle, excited. Before you go, TGK, Kyle Lowry was behind the second Aaron Brooks. <laughs> Aaron Brooks from Oregon? Yep, the second yeah. Aaron Brooks. Right, <laughs> that, that. that Aaron Brooks, yes. Man. Oh, you, TGK. That's a long time ago. Yeah, well, well for me, with, with Josh Green, the thing is you always want, uh, you know, wing defenders that can hit threes, right? And so mm-hmm. – the potential with, with Green is uh, the fact that he could pass and make plays just being out there, right? So the fact that he's starting to find that that confidence and playing it, I mean, watching him in that, uh, what was it, that practice yesterday, and even today, you just saw there's he's he's bringing that, that confidence out. But that's the thing. I think I'm looking at it as replacing Jalen Brunson's production, right? And if you have someone that's taller than Brunson, someone that could rebound more than Brunson and defend, and then if they could finally put everything together as far as passing and then giving you at least 12, I mean, 10 to 12 points potentially, right, then you you replace that even with a better defender. Um, So that's why, to me, like, I'm rooting for him like hell because I know there's a lot of uh, slack that we get for not picking Desmond Bain over uh, Josh Green. So He'll never let you forget it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 him too. So it's it's that. It's that – if he could really find his his, his own role and, and excel at it with Luca, and you just never know. And then the, to me, like whenever uh, the white team, it was it was Josh Green and Luca on the on the backcourt. Yep. So you never know that that might be something down the line if he, if he could just keep developing. Uh, I'm excited for him and, and see what he does. King this already, year. Look, King, I already know. He, he been talking to you about that, man. He think that that's gonna be the, the backcourt right there. I told you that's the, that's the backcourt of the future. Josh Green and Luca Doncic, I believe. I believe so. Let me throw a few things out to you. Uh, Roddy Bobois, Dennis Smith Jr., those guys are guys that got, I guess, stunted by uh, Rick Carlisle. We know how his past regime was with him. So, Josh Green's rookie year was really last year, as I think a lot of people were saying. Um, and I don't hold him accountable for even the playoff failure because Jalen Brunson, the year before, I told mm-hmm. everybody to chill back and fall back. That was his first playoff experience. He was hurt. Let him come back and prove himself as well. And it seems like a lot of Mavericks uh, players are hungry like that. They feel like once they fail, and that probably comes from Luca, J. Kid, stuff like that, that they need to go ahead, go in the lab and succeed. Um, also, J. Kid, we talk about J. Kid, we preach about J. Kid. I believe in him. I believe his development, what he would do 
he believed in Josh Green, the guys he have on the team. And to piggyback on TGK point lastly, um, about having that second guy to replace Jalen Brunson, I think the Mavericks are just going to play a little different this year. I think they're going to play a little more inside, um, outside. We're going to shoot threes still, but I think we're going to try to get inside a little bit even more to get easy buckets, kind of like the Lakers did back in 2020 um, with better shooters around them as well. Uh, so I think they're going to play a little bit like that. And between the Jalen Brunson um, numbers, I think they're going to get that by committee from guys. So Josh Green a little bit on defense. Uh, you got Spencer Dinwiddie starting. You're going to get Jaden Hardy off the bench, giving a little bit of points. Like they're going to have guys kind of fill that role as a group kind of. So Well, even just I'm, on points, you got Christian Wood. Yep, that's Christian, Christian Wood as well. We didn't even talk they about. definitely didn't have, yeah. Yep. So I, I think it's going to be after seeing the fan jam and the practice, I'm not going to lie to you, and hearing – Coach Kidd's philosophy and what him and Nico and other guys have been preaching about how they're going to go with the team. I'm actually excited again. Like I was getting a little bit, you know, uh, I guess dampered or saddened about uh, them not replacing the third ball handler, moving Spencer Dinwiddie into the starting lineup. I really feel like Spencer Dinwiddie is better off the bench because of his ability to play kind of like Luka Doncic. He's that secondary guy when Luka needs a break to, to, to spell him. So I'm, I'm telling you, I think Josh Green, if he can keep developing, if he can stay with a little bit of a ball handler, I mean, handle, I already think he's the second best pass on the team. He's probably third or fourth best defender on the team, uh, probably the second best perimeter defender on the team. Um, so even talking about a Desmond Bain and a Sadiq Bay, I told you last year, I think uh, truthfully, Josh Green may have more skills than both of those guys. And it's just about him being un unlocked and that we may not even know it yet. So. I'm excited for Josh Green. I think Josh Green can be all around great player. If he like a, a defensive mindset, like maybe a, a Dorian Finney-Smith 2.0, that's more athletic hmm. because he has to be probably the most athletic guy on the team as well. So I'm excited. That's basically what it comes down to. Simple point. I've been saying the Josh Green train choo choo for the longest time, man. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Like it's time. Let's yeah, go, Josh. No, I, I've been dealing with this for so long, man. So smart, ever man. Since we started this, ever since we started this show, man, he's been known to Josh uh, Green train. No, I, I agree with everything y'all said, man. Listen, I was at the fan jam, and the energy that he brought, man, during the fan jam, it was just like, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? Like you said, he just oozes confidence, and you can tell that they're going to try to use him in a different way that they used him, you know, in previous years, like I said, especially with Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle just didn't know what to do with him. And this is like now, man, I think with the way from what I seen from the fan jam and from what I seen in the in the practice that we saw yesterday, this team might be a little bit better offensively than they were last year. It, I mean, I know on paper it looks like that, but just seeing it, the way that they're, they're moving out there, the practices and all that stuff, the fan jam, it's just like I, this team has the potential to be a lot better offensively. You know, you got Tim back. Of course, now you got Christian Wood. And I'm going to tell you right now, from what I seen from Christian Wood, I think he could do a little bit more, too, than what we kind of expect him to do. Yep. Like, the dude can put the ball on the floor and go get his own bucket to, like, to the point. I know we talked about it before, King, but it's like, just seeing it's it is different. Like, he's bringing the ball he's, up. He's yeah. good at it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. I just, it's just so, like this, like I said, this team might be a whole lot different from what we expected. Like, I think we all thought, like, maybe, you know, I mean, I don't know where y'all have them placed in the West, but, like, you know, I know a lot of people are saying probably, like, four or five or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if this team was com competing with maybe top three. What'd you say? Uh, how many maybe wins? Competing with top three. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe competing. I'm just saying, like, from what I've seen, I'm, I'm convinced. I don't know about how y'all feel about them, but yeah, For, I'm convinced. On, on paper, if I, if I was to be real, on paper, um, the Mavericks, talent-wise, are probably not up there with a lot of the teams in the West. They were probably 
fighting for a regular playoff spot. So we're probably around six, seven. But you think if we look at where we were, if we're looking at where we were last year at the beginning of the season. Oh, oh okay, okay, yes. yeah, okay. yeah. At the beginning of last year, we weren't we weren't looking like a Western Conference Finals type team, right? Yeah. We uh, weren't looking like a playoff team for a while last we were, year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were second exactly. from the bottom at one point, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. exactly, 16, 18, exactly. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things I have to tell myself when I'm, you know, because I, I was like you, King. I wasn't my excitement level kind of dampered a little bit going into the to the season. I always got to constantly remind ourselves: this game's not played on paper, right? There's going to be things that we're going to able to do. Um, there might be, you know, trades that we're able to make that can probably boost a team. Who knows? Um, so it, it's a very long season. <laughs> last year, last year felt very long. At, when, we, when we when it was all said and done, it was like, man, like I felt like that season took two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a lot can change. Uh, even if nothing, even if nothing roster wise changes, there stuff can still change along with, you know, how we play and stuff like that. So I, I'm not really tripping about what's what we have on paper. I know there's other facets of this game that if we um, if we can get a control on that that can help us a lot more than other teams uh, in the West. So, and of course, we got one of the top three players in the league. So that'll, yeah. that's, that's what I was going to throw in there to you as well, Andy. Like I think we discredit Luca a lot as far mm-hmm. as like his development in every year. So yeah. just think about last year what we had of Luca. If he still <laughs> takes another step like he does every year, imagine that. Like this year as well with the team we have around him. I really think we have a good team on paper. And you want to know one of the main reasons why the rest of the league didn't get really didn't really do anything. It feels like the Kevin Durant Clippers, really Clippers bring a lot back though with Kawhi. Clippers yes. bring a lot so back. Clippers, Pelicans, Pelicans Clippers, bring back Zion. The Clippers are I'm, I'm, the Clippers is, always help. I'm telling you, every year we're going to talk yeah. about that same thing. At some point, we're going to say the Clippers are what they are. Like I, I we can't keep saying they're going to oh this next year, next year. Like something's probably going to happen this year as well. So until they show me they are who they are, Denver. I don't. I'm not as high on Denver as a lot of folks are. I think Denver mm-hmm. has reached their their max. Like I think they yeah, gave all these guys max awesome. contracts, and they shouldn't have gave all those guys that because That's I think true. they're stuck at a point where not mediocre, but like maybe a Western Conference Finals is their max. Like I don't see them as being a championship level team. And then like the Pelicans are going to be awesome on offense. I'm still not there with them yet as far as being a defensive juggernaut to win games in the playoffs. So with all that being said, the Mavs already having the experience they have with the team of having like a Reggie Bullock and a Dodo. Like we have Reggie, Dodo, uh, Maxi Kleba, and JaVale McGee on this team with a sprinkle of Josh Green now as a defensive team. Like this team is awesome. And I we think. still got Frank. We can't we can't, and still Frank. We can't forget about Frank after what he did. Who on did big on Devin, Devin Booker, Booker who mm-hmm. killed Devin Booker. So like yeah. I, I really think my I really see on the best case scenario, the Mavericks can have a top five offense and defense this year. And I know they're probably gonna like, man, you're biased because you're a homer and all. I'm telling you, that's with it. the the, the addition yeah, of JaVel McGee and all, I think that the 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 uh, rim protection will be even better. We were at a seventh defense last year with a, a, a shaky start as well. Mm-hmm. So if we get better on that side, which I think we will do, I think Luke is gonna make the the offense could possibly flirt with being the best offense of all time again. We had that three years ago with Luca Doncic. Like they gave Luca better weapons at what he needs as far as what complements him. So. I'm going 60 wins. I told y'all, 52 last year was 16 and 18. They should win 60 this year. That's my opinion. As long as they start oh, high. Right. I, I think the thing that gives me some hesitation with like the idea of them being in the running of that top three is they really have a trend of starting slow each year. Yep. And in, in years where they weren't good, 
uh, like really bottom of the barrel, like you're digging yourself so big of a hole right out of the gate that you have no chance of really climbing back into it. Now, last year, we, we said it earlier, they started 16 and 18 and turned it around. And then their, their pace the rest of the way was phenomenal. And that would have put them in that had they not spent like a, you know, a month or so of the season just trying to kind of get something going. And I understand there were, you know, some mitigating circumstances there with health and safety protocols, but it is something where it seems like if you look over like the last 10 years, they always seem to start a bit slow. And I think that might be enough to keep them where it is more in that kind of 40, even six range, just because of some of those, you know, that early traction trying to get it there probably going to tweak a little bit of the offensive system a little bit. Again, you've kind of seen now in year two of Jason Kidd, the identity of this team kind of changed. They finally are making like substantial roster change between seasons on like just running the same crew back by and large, like we were doing the last several years. And so I think there is going to be a little bit of a, a change there that they're going to have to work through. And it might take a little bit of time. It won't look as bad as it obviously did the start of last season. Offensively, oh, the first no. week or so was brutal. Yeah. It's not going to be like that. But I, I do think the the change, whether it be personnel or even just a little bit um, of just because of that personnel, what the attack looks like, might have a little bit to contribute to just enough of a slow start that it makes it tough to kind of climb into that three, two, three category as far as rankings are concerned. But I definitely think it's a talented team, and I think it is the Luka Doncic factor, that generational factor that can help you overcome even if on paper you're not the most talented team that can help you overcome an awful lot. And, you know, you see you get into a, a seven-game series. If you got a guy like that on your team, that's going to go a long, long way, even if you're not the best team. I mean, last year they didn't have um, – you know, even with not having like a true defensive interior, they were able to make these moves that allowed them to overcome conventional play. Like, okay, we're going to get killed in the paint. We're going to really struggle on rebounds, but we're going <coughs> to put extra effort and focus here and here. And that's going to help us overcome it. I believe right. in the coaching staff and I believe in where they're headed. I just think it might start slow. That's my take. Yeah. I, I like how too. you, let me just say them real quick. Um, so, Y'all remember last year going into the season how we constantly hear Jason Kidd constantly putting emphasis on defense, defense. We're going to work on defense. We're going to work on defense. And our mind frame was, look, we've been hearing that for years. I've been saying yeah. we're going to work on defense, <laughs> yeah. and it never changed. But he said that, and then they put an emphasis on defense. Mm-hmm. Right now, going into the season, I've heard multiple players and coaching staff say they're going to put an emphasis on getting out the gate quicker. That yep. no, no more slow starts. We're going to try to work on that. So I'm going to kind of hang my hat on that a little bit and hopefully, like, the same way that they changed up their, you know, the philosophy on we're going to focus on defense, and they did it, I'm going to hope that they're going to do the same thing with this, with them starting, get, getting a better start, not this 16-18 stuff. Get Because, like, you, you're you right, DDP, they they come out the gate slow. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that Luka was coming into the season out of shape. Overweight, he's in the yeah. best shape that he's been in God knows how long. since the bubble, yes, you know what I mean? And so now he's coming into the season in shape, and I think that's going to play a, a bigger part in them getting out the gate, you know, with a, yeah. with a better record than they had in the past. Their first 10 games, go at TGK, but their first 10 games will decide it if you haven't checked yeah, it out. that's going to be the like, test. You're going to see already how the Mavericks going to start their first 10 games. Yeah, no, I, I like the team's uh, mentality going into the season already. Like, they're all talking about, all right, how do we improve from last year? And, and how they improve is either getting further in the West or getting to the finals. But uh, to, to DDP's point where he said, you know, you have a generational talent, one of my key phrases I love to say about Luka is that he is the greatest equalizer. You can have a team that is just stacked with LeBron, AD, and 
you know, whoever else, right? Or the Clippers or uh, the the uh, the Bucks, for example. Luca's that one player that just makes up for for two three players on the opposing team because he is just one of those generational talents, man. And and for me, like personally, like I'm just so excited going into this season. Uh, if we get 50, 50 wins because the West is stacked, fifty wins should be a pretty successful regular season because it is a very stacked West. But regardless of whatever position we end up, whether it's first, six, I don't see eighth, but between one and six, at the end of the day, Luka is still going to be the greatest equalizer right now in the NBA, and that could take you so far anywhere in the playoffs. I agree. Yeah, I think the exciting thing about this roster is, you know, it's not the sexiest when you look at it on paper, um, but I think we have a lot of versatility both on offense and defense to mix and match and just throw things at people that they're going to either not be able to guard or they're going to have to adjust the things that they maybe want to do to guard it. You know, we can go out there with Christian Wood and Javal at the same time. We can go out there with Christian Wood and Maxi, like have all shooters on the court. Uh, We have, you know, like you said, Frank, Josh, Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, who can harass guards, uh, and can guard up a little bit on wings and stuff like that. So trying to run us off the of screens, you're going to struggle to find an advantage. So I think, you know, just the the chaos that we can create with the, the roster versatility is what's really going to make this team better than what, I mean, people are putting us eighth, ninth and stuff like that. That's absurd to me. Uh, I'd be surprised if we're anywhere near a play-in at the end of the season. It's, it's four or five for me is where I'm still at mentally. I'm going to I'm going one. That's all I was just at worst. At worst, four. I'm telling y'all, Mavericks going the best. I'm, the best right now. I'm going to go around four. I'm going to go around four. They know. Yeah, they know we're near nine. ESPN had a Suns at two. I'm like, come on now, bro. You know, you know how I go, bro. I'm telling you, Kingston Dumb is here. I'm telling y'all, Suns. You know, I'm telling you, the league, the league didn't move. The league did not move. That's the best thing for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant saved us. Thank you, Kevin Durant. The league did not move right now. So I don't think Sun, it was his choice so much. Yeah, it was, I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, let, hey, let him tell it. He swear it was. Like, oh, we, we agreed on the it. Sun, no, I'm not worried about the Suns. Like, I really, especially if we beat him the first game of the season. Like, I hope we finally beat him the first game of the season. But I'm not worried about the Suns. The That's going to be fun. That's going to be a ended, fun game. We just yeah, ended yeah. two, like, franchises over the, uh, the playoff break. I don't think, I don't think Golden State got better. And they're getting older. Um, the, the Clippers are the team you got to supposedly worry about and get there. We took them seven with a KP KP dropping thirteen. I'm sorry, three clothes dropping you, thirteen again. Watch your language, sir. I think I think Christian Wood would do more <laughs> against the Clippers than Street Clothes did. So I'm just I'm putting the team together. Last year we talked about Street Clothes almost making the All Star game, like it was an argument because AD wasn't there. As far as where's the other power forward that could he possibly get in there? Why can't Christian Wood get in there? Like I think we're we're selling this team a little too low. There's not, I'm not I'm not sure. I've seen Jamal like um, what's the guy for uh, Denver? Why can't I think his name right now? Jamal. Uh, Jamal Murray, golly, uh, put up 50 and on the playoffs, but yeah. regular season just be the bubble was a weird Jamal time. Murray. Like yeah, like yeah. there's no. I've never seen Jamal Murray be that guy outside of that year or that bubble. So it's not like. And then um, Michael Porter Jr. has to come back from back injury that's been bothering him forever, and be yeah. that guy supposedly like. They're not that team. That yeah, I'm, I'm, like, not, I'm not worried about Denver. And Murray was playing about? poorly before the injury. I think people exactly. I was just about to say that. Bibbs, you Gordon, right. he, he did. Gordon, Gordon isn't stepping up and being anything really. 
Like you get your the, 15. The, that's probably do we expect it. the Lakers to be number one again? No. So no. why are we really, <laughs> why are we pushing the Mavericks down so low? Like Minnesota is Rudy Gobert really making y'all say Minnesota's that team? What okay, I so think, what teams oh. oh sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Uh just real quick. I think this is there's still that miss uh that uh incorrect perception that the Mavericks just don't have any talent. But when you really look at it, like if you thought about it, they're probably ten deep. Yeah, uh, when you look at the talent. So no, so yeah, I, it's just I a blue misperception. They had four. They had four. And if you if this year Jaden Hardy becomes a scorer like I think he is, maybe five guys that can drop 30 in a game. The Mavericks have. There's come on, there's only like the Clippers and all their other teams that have that. But nobody's realizing it. That's Clip, Clipper feel. Clippers are hella deep after that trade that they made last year. Yeah. They really positioned yeah, themselves well for this year. Tim Hardaway Jr. can still get you 30. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm also in belief too. What one of the things that's really good about uh Tim Hardaway, I said this earlier on Twitter, is um, back, I guess, a couple years ago, he was probably your third your third guy because we still haven't discovered Brunson yet. Yep. Now we're in a position to where we have a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr., and he's probably, you know, fourth, maybe the fifth yep. best, most reliable guy on the Mavericks yep. team now. Yep. Now that we have uh, a more improved Dorian Finney-Smith, a very useful Reggie Bullock now, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rely on Reggie Bullock shooting threes more as of right now, more than I rely on Tim Hardaway Jr. Because I need to see him in his makes, uh, maker's return. But yeah. to have a guy like uh, THJ come back and, and be able to be the fourth guy on your team, that yeah, that's, that's really good. Maybe fifth. And I, I said Part that too. Is, yeah. I said it with, with now with the addition of guys like Christian Wood and then T, uh, uh, Tim Hardaway, now people are going to be slid down now to their proper order in the in the pecking order now. Like you're not going to be expecting Maxi to go out there and get you 12 points now. Sprinkle in your couple of threes here, your, your timely buckets that we need now. We don't need mm-hmm. you to be the guy. You be a guy now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's a good point. I, I've been saying that. So yeah. Now I I had to ask Bibbs because Bibbs had a really good breakdown after that uh after that NBA TV practice where he had stock ups and stock downs for people. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Were you able to watch the uh, fan jam? I watched like the the first quarter or so. I went to a movie after that. You got it enough. I went to see Smile. I went to see Smile. Oh yeah, I'm here. Hey, is that good? Is that good? Yo, don't get me uh getting my yeah, critic hat enough. on, but oh, it was man. it was entertaining, is what I'll say. It was entertaining. Right. There was some stuff that that bothered me as a as a right. film aficionado, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some better movies recently, but you know it was entertaining. It did what it was supposed to do. Cool. Okay. But okay, so of that quarter that you watched of the fan jam, let's talk let's go back to Mavs. We had a little smile. See, we do everything here on this on this uh special we talk maps. We talk smile. Uh, <laughs> we talk smile. <laughs> anyway, did any of those stocks change? I know we only had two basically two sample sizes. So um, I'm trying to remember the tweet off the dome. I think I had Josh Green at the top. I think he had two up. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, from what I saw, Josh Green is this is a, a nice year for him. Like the, the sugar glider tweaks are gonna be going crazy on my timeline. Um, yes. Until the, until the yes, name catches on. Until I get skin, <laughs> I get skin way to say it on the broadcast. I, I can tell you, I won't yeah. forget it already. Just, that's an awesome name. It's such yeah. a unique name that's, that's, that's that it's already like burned sugar in my brain. Short. The sugar oh, yeah, and it, yeah, and it's, sugar it's short. The, the, way the, sugar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way he flies is like a sugar glider. That's right. With his arm and all that one. I, I know exactly how it, it's catchy. <laughs> it makes sense. But yeah, Josh. I mean, in the time I saw, he was still doing his thing. Everybody's still talking crazy about him. They put him with the starting group, 
I don't know if that was intentional, if that was like, uh, let's see what this looks like type of thing. Um, but yeah, Josh still up. I think I had McKinley Wright was up um, and I had a little contract paper beside him because I think he's probably the front runner that's, for that. The he's going to be that second. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, we, haven't, we haven't used that yet? No. no. I, I thought about that today. I said that to my bro. I said, I think that we still got that open. So I think Bills might be right. The first be one was uh, Tyler... Tyler Dorsey. Tyler Dorsey, yeah. Tyler Dorsey. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Who else did I have on there? I know I had Wood. I'm trying to find the tweet. So yeah, I had Wood with the two stock down. So that was more me recalibrating my expectations because I was up here on the Christian Wood thing, like all-star 2010. Everybody was. Man of the year, like all that. Like I was yeah. all in on it. And then I saw him kind of being lackadaisical in the practice. I was like, ah, maybe I need to, maybe I need to relax a little bit. I want to believe that kid will get him the full buy-in like he did everybody else last year, but I just need to relax for now. And so I had to right. give him the two down. Uh, who else did I have down? I think I have Frank with one down as well. Uh, the commitment to him as a ball handler. Yeah, I, I got to find that tweet too. I, I forgot who you had. You had two people with the stock down. No, I think it went, I think I remember right. I was trying to remember. Um, okay. But it all makes – it all rings well in my there's, head. Yeah, there's one person I'm missing. I can't think of who it is that I had up. Um, but yeah, I think Frank Nilakina, probably Hardy, probably Hardy. Yeah, it was, it was, Hardy. It was, it was, it was Hardy and yeah, Hardy. yeah. Okay, so yeah, Frank committing to him as the third ball handler scares me. Um, I think it was King. You mentioned you were kind of worried about not having that third ball handler on the team coming into the season. I just wanted a veteran that I could depend on in that spot. They don't even have to play if Frank and Josh are doing their thing, but just somebody that is an emergency valve that we can throw in there. Mm -hmm. Better than Courtney. I um, mean, not Courtney Lee. What was his buddy named Trey Burke? Better than yeah. Trey Burke. Um, <sighs> Frank is my guy. Like, as I've said, Frank is my guy. But again, committing to him in that third spot scared me. The During that practice, he was guarded by Dorian Finney Smith and Bullock mostly. Whenever they put pressure on him, he was getting rid of the ball almost immediately. Yeah. You can't do it if you're the, the primary ball handler on the court. Like, I need you to be able to break a guy down a little bit and feel comfortable with the ball in your hands. Um, and then Hardy, like I said, I had him up. Uh, he was exciting. He, he looks like he's he's already meshing with the guys. Do I expect him to get real playing time early in the season? Probably not. But, you know, 37th pick, uh, you can't ask for more than, than what I've seen from him. Like, I, I don't ex I don't need him to do anything right away. I just need to see that he's – He's working and he has some ability so that, you know, even in garbage time, we can see little flashes and he'll get it together as far as the game. He'll probably spend a lot of time in Frisco, but um, I was excited by what, by what I saw personally. I liked, cool. uh, oh, go ahead, DDP. I liked the point Andy was making earlier about how just a couple of years ago, you know, we, we had Hardaway as kind of perceived the, the third best guy. Operationally, a lot of nights he had to play kind of like the second best guy because we were so inconsistent with what we got out of kp so it it really oh, hey, dp dp we, we don't we don't we, we don't we don't we don't, we don't give the street letters huh? street clothes street okay just, that makes me think nba me, street so i'm just gonna say nba street. <laughs> um, so yeah so nba street clothes what what we got functionally <laughs> on that front uh we're rolling with that now so if hardaway was your three operating like your two and now we're saying he's like your fourth or your best that that right. does obviously speak a lot to the growth of the roster and everything. And a lot of people said, you know, even before this past year, like they didn't think Dallas, they thought they had like a lot of like 
okay pieces, not a lot of great depth. But then once you make that run to the the West Finals, that that perception kind of changes a little bit. People start talking about yes, it, it does. Um, differently because you're getting national attention. Guys that didn't get seen a lot. People are like Dorian Finney-Smith. They might know a little bit about him, but not a lot. Guys like Maxi, especially early, uh, earlier in the postseason, especially uh, suddenly getting a lot more attention because they're doing stuff and they actually have the stage. So you have that. I feel like if if you had managed to bring back Jalen that totally changes the entire Ugh. perception oh, like every every everyone who says like right now like oh the mavericks yeah they didn't really get better they're they're Ugh. six seven you know if they're having that conversation if you just have that one move work different i feel like on paper people are looking at this team like they are on that upper upper echelon as far as talent like on paper how they're perceived in the western conference um because the stock of Jalen stock just from like January to the end of the year, just soared so high through the roof, like unbelievably through the roof. Like you think about like how quickly he went from a guy that was a perceived six man. Yeah. He's a nice player to like, here's a hundred plus million dollar contract. Like (laughs) you're stupid for letting him go. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. At at that point. Well, you look at what the Knicks are paying for their big three and it, it is like the, the greatest mid three ever. Um, so it's it's really something that they got to figure out and like i, I would love i would have loved to have him back don't get me wrong i'm not trying to throw all the shade only some of it um, but Shots. yeah i i think the perception is just drastically Shots. different because of one move and that's kind of a shame because the christian wood trade alone was so huge like that that came out of nowhere and the Mavericks were, I think I read they were actually looking at Hardy if they had been able to hold on to, what was it, like the 26 pick? pick. 26 yeah. pick. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of research was done for absolutely no reason. If they, Yeah, you did like a yeah, 45 about that anyway. video. <laughs> Good content, though. Good content. Good yeah, content. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, they did all that, and they were looking at uh, Hardy, I think, even at mm-hmm. that pick. So not only do you still get your guy at 37, you but you pick. make that move to get potentially a guy who, if you can get him to buy in, I think is a legitimate 20 point a night guy and a six man contender i mean at that point you're you're a favorite for six man if that's the case but it's all key on that buy-in and him actually doing that to bib's point so uh i I think they did make good moves but they were early on and because the jalen thing went the way it did the entire perception changed and now people are overlooking you again and that might actually work to your favor really yep I mean, we used to getting overlooked, so that's fine. Like I said before, just go ahead and slide under the radar. Keep doing what you're doing. Please do not come out the gate slow like you've been doing the last few years. You know, take care of business early. Like like King said, I think the first ten games are going to really tell us, kind of tell us what this team is or what you know what direction they're going to head in. Because it's not going to be an easy schedule this year. And if y'all think about it, man, y'all look across the league. I think I told King this before. If you look across the league, even some of the bottom teams have gotten better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yep. it's adding a lot of that young talent and stuff like that. So you're not gonna really be just sleeping on anybody like that uh, this year. It's gonna be a lot of, okay, you got to come on with it this game. I mean, the team might not be better than you, but they can still have a chance to beat you. So you have to come with it every night now. You know what I mean? Yep. And to like me, I Detroit. Said, the West. To me, Detroit is much watch TV for me. Yeah, least. see, like Detroit. That's a prime mm-hmm. prime example right there. Like that team is not somebody you can just sleep on anymore. Oklahoma you know got I mean? favors. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that. Great pickup. Great pickup. What? Like Man. I don't understand what that was for. But yeah, I don't. The Mavericks. I think are they better than last year? Does everybody agree they're better than last year? I, I think so. <laughs> I think yeah. they, on, on paper they're better than last year. Yeah. The, when you can make Dwight Powell backup center, you got better. Yeah, <laughs> so, is Dwight Powell the backup center? Yeah, I think he backup backup. Yeah, 
he's he's like backup, he's backup. backup. He's community he's backup. backup. Oh, the backup. He's community backup. He ain't starting. He needs to be the human big boy cigar. He said what's so his community liaison. That's what he is. So for right <laughs> now, that's what he's going to do until the contract expires. Then they may give him a coaching job or so maybe. I don't know what's going to happen. But he's probably the backup backup. Um, JaVel McGee. I'm really interested in Christian Wood, though, because I really think – I've heard, Um, I think, B.J. Armstrong on his podcast that he does was talking about Christian Wood. And he said that Jason Kidd kind of gave him the most respect that he could ever give him, but he doesn't understand it. Because by having them play on the bench, that third ball handling role is more of Christian Woods. Like that's yeah. what he—that's what B.J. Armstrong is saying. Like at that position, when Spencer and Luca isn't in the game, Jay Kidd is going to ask Christian Wood to be Christian Wood at those moments. Like just take the ball and just go dominate and do what you can do. So, mm-hmm. like we said earlier, if he can, you know, get into the mindset and Jay Kidd can actually talk to him and get him to believe that, you know, you could be a starter in the future. Let's get you to next year. Let's get you on a winning team and let's show everybody that your name and what you can do this year. I mean, I think it could be something special. It's just it's Jason Kidd, really. Jay Kidd and the coaching staff is just huge. And I really I believe in them. So I believe in the Mets. Hey, Man, at the end of the way. fan jam, Christian Wood was was trying to win that game. You, I don't know if, you, if <laughs> yeah. everyone got to see the end of it, but he was amped. He was going at Luca or 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 whenever Luca was just trying to shoot everything over him. It seemed like he was trying to take that personal and get that dub. So just to see that fire in a, in a fan jam game. I, I hope it bode. It should bode well for the season, though. Yeah, like I said, he was handling the rock a little bit too, man. Like yeah. bringing the ball up. You know what I'm saying? He was doing like, that. I, in that's Houston. why I was like, yeah, yeah he, he was doing a lot in Houston. I have all I have all the faith. And a lot of people who compare his role to what uh, uh, Street Clothes was back in the gap when he was here, it, it's it's apples and oranges. I think yep. he uh, can fit way better than than. Street clothes. I, I'm gonna forget to say. I'm gonna. I'm gonna speak blasphemy here. Just, on, just, on say, accident. just say NBA street clothes. NBA street clothes. Gotcha. All right, but yeah, no, I think he's a he's a lot more physical. He's a better shooter. KP, although he can, he's known. See, for you shooting. just did it five seconds yep. later. Oh. <laughs> trust me, it's gonna take you a while. It's he take does it all the time. He Andy, I've time. I've known this for two minutes. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> And he told you, hold up. And he told you, I told you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but no, I, I mean, Christian Wood, his role, yes, it will be similar to what Street Clothes was, but he will be able to handle it a lot better than Street Clothes was able to do. I, I feel like he's able to take advantage of more mismatches than uh, Latvian Street Clothes person uh, was able to do. Because if we were handing the ball as much as I was cheering for him, as much as I was pulling for street clothes, we handed him the ball in the post. It was not a game. Even with a point guard on him, it oh was not God. a given that we were going to get the two points. You see it was not a that? given that he was going to be able to take two dribbles and, and turn around without losing the ball. It yes. was not a given. As much as I was pulling for him, as much as I was believing in him and telling with my telekinesis powers, give him the ball, let him gain the confidence, it just wasn't happening. If I can be real about it. Christian Wood probably is not backing down people, but I think he can take people off the dribble. If we yep. dare put a small person on him, he's going to take way more advantage of it. Hell, if you put street clothes on him, as we saw last year when street clothes was in yeah. Washington, mm. he took yeah, he boomed right on him. And we already see KP get boomed on by uh, James Wiseman James already. Wiseman. So, yeah, exactly. Yep. So I think I think I'm I'm really excited about the prospects of having uh, Christian Wood on this team. Um, you know, I've heard someone saying that he's he's. Uh, one of the leading 
people for six man of the year. That would be cool. If he can move up to the starting, I'm all for it. I, I'm actually a proponent of having him in the starting lineup so he can help out Luca with a lot of the offensive uh, duties because with the starting lineup we have, it's almost like Luca is still going to be shouldering 98% of the, of the offensive duties for the starting position, which Luca is good enough to do that and efficient manner and still get the most out of all the other Just four around it, him. Yeah. But if we run into a team who's going to do the box and one like the Warriors did to us last year, who's going to be that person that can take pressure off Luca? Yeah. Hopefully, no, Sp- with- hopefully Spencer on year, a year two out of the from recovery can also help out with that too. But I, I'm 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 of the belief that Christian was the second best player on this team. I'm just gonna wrap up with that. In the case of street close, uh, the the tide turned at the dawn of the season, and <laughs> he just couldn't gain it back. Is there any other detergent brands I can work into this to try and make this <laughs> this pun work? I pr- probably not. I've probably already gone too far. But yeah, no, I, I think Wood, totally different player. Um, definitely, I, I think makes you better suited in in those kind of scenarios. Um, I don't know if you can get that buy-in. If you do, it, it's so much higher this team's ceiling. But uh, you're, you're going to have to see if he can if he can do that. Where do you guys fall on? Because this is a question, as we mentioned earlier, that I, I still see all the time in in the chats. Uh, where do you fall on the conversation of him starting versus Javale? Can you take it away? We talked about I wanted, before. Go ahead. So I wanted Christian Wood to start, but I so I'm understanding and knowing Javale McGee's career. I know he has asthma pretty bad, so he plays in spurts. That's why he plays the way he does efficiently in spurts. So I think they're going to – it's just a guarantee to get him over here to help that that uh, J.K. told him. I don't think he's going to play a bunch of minutes. He's basically the new Dwight Powell. He's going to be Dwight Powell, which is better in Dwight Powell minutes, I believe. I think the last time J.K. won a championship was 2020, um, for, and he was with the L.A. Lakers. I think they're going to play like Anthony Davis and LeBron James uh, between Luka and Christian Wood. They're going to try to run that whole little thing. they got a Spencer Dinwiddie playing the, the Rajon Rondo role. And I think that's the way they're really trying to present this. I think the reason Frank Vogel was in the house is because the Lakers wanted JK to be their coach before, but didn't want to go in the heat and actually hire him when they had the chance to. So they hired Frank Vogel to actually, hopefully he would, they hoped he would actually fail. So Jason K could take the spot, but JK got another uh, spot or another team or whatever with the Mavs got his chance to come over here. And Frank Vogel ended up getting fired. Um, so I think it's the same system he's basically trying to run. So I do think I, I'm very high on this team with nobody making moves at all. I'm telling you, I really believe Lucas should put up about 30 and 10. I think Christian Wood can play with 20 and 10, um, maybe not the 10 rebounds because they're going to play around. Lucas going to still want to get his rebounds. JaVale's going to get some rebounds. So maybe about nine, eight for his rebounds, but I think he can get 20. I think Spencer Dinwiddie can flirt with 17 to 18. I think we can have a if, if uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. got 14 points a game this year, it wouldn't matter. If he got 12 points every game and we were just sitting there and then he sprinkled on a 30-point every now and then, it wouldn't even matter. We got Jaden Hardy who can come do a little something. We got Josh Green who gets to prove a little something. And that's not even saying the games where Dodo's going to get hot and get 20 points off of seven threes. Maxie Cleave is going to get hot and get seven threes. Reggie's going to get hot and give you seven threes. Mm-hmm. Like when they choose, who's going to be hot between those guys. I think we have, like, like I think TGK said a little bit earlier, we have 10 deep at least like that can play. In the mm-hmm. playoffs last year, we had what eight deep that could really play, and then we tried to go around and sprinkle guys that could maybe didn't shouldn't be on the floor as much. 
I think this year we may have 10 deep that can play in the playoffs this year. So I'm really happy. I don't think nobody's gotten better, really. I think the the league is, like we said, getting even closer. So I really think – I don't know if the East is better than the West now. I don't know if the West is better than the East. I think teams are so close, so it should be a fun year. But we have the equalizer, like TGK says. And I'm never betting against that guy. When you got a guy like Luka Doncic, a young LeBron James and all, you, you never bet against them. They're always going to make your team overachieve. So I'm going for the number one seed. And back to going with yours, uh, DDP, I'm sorry. Christian Wood, he doesn't have to start. It's up to J-Kid now. J-Kid just got to get him the mindset of saying, hey, we can get you an all-star game. You want to be in the future for all NBAs. You want to get paid this year. Show him what he did for Jalen Brunson. Show him Josh Green, the example of what's going on with him. Frank Nilakina, like there's so many examples that JK can show to him and say, just listen to me, man. We got this. We can win something that you can be special. And tell him he can be better than street clothes. Like, really? Tell him we had something prepared for street clothes. You can, be, you can be better than what street clothes was, and he'll probably buy into it. And like you said at the fan jam, he was out there actually running, trying to play defense and all. It's all about effort. You get Christian Wood to play effort or use his effort and use his abilities, he'll be nice. You get Josh Green to use his effort and his abilities, he'll be nice. We see all the talent there. Yeah, for me with with Christian Wood starting, I mean when you when you think of it, what lineup do you want to close games, right? You want a five out lineup, and uh, I we saw a couple of threes shot by McGee, but I don't I don't think he he helps you formulate. I'm about that. to ask y'all, how do y'all feel about that? Y'all, y'all want no. y'all want to see McGee he, he did before too. Threes a game? He did it before uh, too. Like he shoots him when he's wide open and all, and breaks him or makes him like he'll shoot like one every three games probably. But, and, but Christian I mean, Wood is going to help you make that five out. Down by a lot, I don't mind him shooting threes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, we, yeah. we dealt with Boban doing that. And yep. Boban was not shooting during close uh, games. Go ahead, teach again, sir. No, for, for me, uh, Christian Wood would be my five. So you can have that true uh, five-out offense. Because when you have, say, Luka, um, I mean, if I'm thinking of the top five players, you, you want to have every player that can shoot a three. So – you're naturally going to want T, you know, T, uh, Tim Hardaway at the two. Then you got Bullock and uh, and uh, Dodo, and then you got Christian Wood at the five. So that's your five out offense. No one's going to double. It's going to be hard to. And so Luca against Spencer not going to be in your yeah. closing lineup. It's hard. I mean, that close. I, I, I mean, it's probably, it's gonna it's probably game specific. If yeah, closing lineup. If you're, if you're having a if you're having a Tim Hardaway one of those Tim Hardaway games, and he's just yeah super ignorant, but still like J.R. Smith like. Up yeah, for me, yeah, I, for, yeah, so for me, I just want the best, the best shooters yeah. out there that, that can give you the best results. I think you know? from my three to five, though, TGK, I think all three of those guys, none of those guys are guaranteed to finish. Even us, that's even Dodo. No disrespect. Like, I, it depends on who's hot at the time. If Dodo's just giving you defense and you need offense, then you may run with a Spencer Dinwiddie, Maxi Kleber, and uh, a Christian Wood. It just really depends. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Really, sitting and look, JK has a lot to do with this team as far as yeah. talking to them and getting them to believe that what he does is going to work because he's going to do a whole bunch of, like I said, just going back and forth, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I'll answer that, that Christian Wood question. Um, I'm fine with him coming off the bench. I think uh, I kind of compare it to the Clippers with, with uh, Zubak, where they start him, but he's he's not in any closing lineups. Uh, he starts the first half. He starts the second half. It's kind of a, a tone-setting thing. When you go with uh, the the five smalls to start the game, you give the other team opportunities to attack the paint, get a rhythm going and stuff like that. 
I don't know why my camera's tripping. You start with <laughs> you start with uh, Deval McGee, Avika Zubak in there. You know, teams have to think about going to the paint and you know start shooting from the outside. Maybe they don't start hot, things like that. You're kind of setting a mm-hmm. physical t- a tone with the physicality uh, by starting that bigger guy. And then Christian Wood's still going to get his 30 minutes. You're just going to sprinkle him in where it's more effective. He's getting right. to play backups, stuff like that. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm 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 100 with it. I I think it's the only thing that makes it tricky is Christian Wood's attitude, and you got to get that buy-in of him not looking at it as a demotion and more looking at it as, you know, this is what's best for the team. Like, you're still going to get yours. You don't need that title of being a starter. So, yeah. Um, you're right, yeah. because that's what Jason Terry used to do, remember? Jason right. Terry wasn't and a starter, starter minutes. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are known for being that six-man manager nobly, Jason Terry. Uh Lou Williams, stuff Lou like Lou, that. Yeah. Um, for a minute, you had James Harden doing that with the Thunder uh, in yeah. game. Yeah. Well, Harden, not good like extended starter minutes, essentially, but still getting to take advantage of those opportunities where I forget who said it earlier, but where it's like if he's running with the, the starting unit, he's going to be like the third option or potentially or maybe second option in this case. Um, but when he's coming off the bench, suddenly he's the focal point, essentially, of a lot of what's going on. And he's getting to do it against uh, second units. So it's like an even greater advantage for him to take it uh, to, you know, to take advantage of. And, and the, the postseason run really showed the weakness of rim protection for Dallas right around the point uh, around the paint. And having JaVale, even even with his minutes being kind of broken up uh, with more spurts, that does give you that anchor. And you allow the best of Christian Wood's offensive game and the mismatches and the chaos he can he can wreak on the other team to shine through while still getting a little bit more solid and traditional uh, of a of a unit essentially with JaVale in the starting lineup. I like that a lot uh, because in that postseason run, they kind of had to play that risky game where it's like, okay, we know we're going to get killed on the glass. We know we're going to get killed in a lot of cases, points in the paint. We're going to have to figure out how to cobble together this strategy to to work around that and to just fly to the ball like crazy um to to work around that and to overcome it now you're not going to have to do that you're not going to have to um you know bend over backwards to come up with these complex plans to try to make up for it you can actually just do the idyllic thing and still allow wood to do it but it all comes down like bib said to his buy-in his buy-in is everything for this team ceiling i think it's kind of like what you just said, DDP. I've been saying this. Now that you have a guy back there now that's an eraser, your perimeter defenders can be a little bit more aggressive on defense on the perimeters mm-hmm. now. Because now yep. that you have a guy back there, like you said, this past season, we were doing a lot of scrambling defense. So guys have to kind of overcompensate a little bit. Now that you have a guy, it's a little bit not easier, but now you can kind of play a little bit more to your strengths, which is being a perimeter defender in the Dodos and the Reggies and the Josh Greens and all those guys. So, yeah, I agree, man. Take more risks, too. Yeah, it, there, there you go. I was about to say that too. Take a whole lot more risk now. Do we have to play Bertans this year to try to trade him? Oh, I forgot about Bertans. Yeah, I know everybody's forgetting. About him. He's just <laughs> sitting there like, making sixteen million dollars. That's two more years. Oh, hold on. Two more right, years. Let me, okay. Let me ask yeah, this. Probably do have to play him a bit if you want to move him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Bibbs, where? How do you how do you how do you feel about him on your on your up and down uh, list there? Of oh Bertans? my god. Uh, <laughs> I was I was Bert- trying to think. I was like, I'm, I'm watching them today, and I'm just like, okay. Bertans is Bertans. I I, I, okay. I don't feel the need to rank him. I don't feel the need to give him a role. Look, if Bertans can be what he was his first year of Washington, 
championship. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, San Antonio and Washington. Yeah, that that crossover air ball special was amazing. God damn. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I, I saw it. I was like, I, I think he was – he was so surprised he was wide open when he made a He was fall. concerned he was... for his teammate that just fell yeah, down. So. <laughs> oh, man, you good? Uh, oh, he oh, makes him oh. in practice, though, still. Like, I saw him making yeah. it at the game today, and, though, he makes tough shots, sidestep threes and all that. It's just in the mm-hmm. games, it's like he rushes it, and he – I don't know what happened now. Like, his confidence is like he's he has to rush shots, and he misses them. So, I don't probably know thinking about it. Yeah, it's yeah. probably 100% mental. Mental, um, yep. And maybe having a step back and not having a defined role – uh, could help. It could also hurt because then he's gonna when he could, gets his opportunity, he's gonna be like, all right, I gotta show him that I can still hit these shots, and maybe yeah. he's just flinging whatever. So uh, pressing and all this. Maybe if we, if we release another strain of COVID, we can get another NBA bubble going on. Oh, bubble, he pro- no, he'd probably time. be a beast. You probably would have been. I, I don't know, not another strain. If, if we had TJ TJ Warren going on, and we have Lockie and Laser, hey, pull up from half court. You yes, know, I, I do not endorse nobody this, even watching the game. this idea. I was say, shout, shout out to TJ Warren. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was really wanting TJ Warren to see if he can get yeah. a third of that. You did, you Warren. tweeted that too, and I was like, eh, I don't know about TJ Warren. He's in Brooklyn, right? He went with Brooklyn. Yeah, he signed with Brooklyn. Yeah, he went to Brooklyn. I think they said he's gonna miss. Uh, did they say he was going to miss like five percent of the games? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. He fits in right, really well with Brooklyn in that case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bubble Jordan. That's what we call him. Yeah, uh, that was fascinating. Let me ask y'all a question, man. Um, I'm going to give y'all an over and under on the record, but then y'all can tell me over or under, but then kind of give me a number. Just kind of give me a broad number, which I think the record's going to be. Over, under, 45 wins. Like where do y'all? Everybody got up, up. We getting at least fifty up. this year. Okay. We going. We not. I don't think that's going to say fifty. I think. I think Luca now is like we say on the show is like Dirk. He's going to flirt with fifty at least fifty yeah. every year now. Like he's just good enough where the team's going to do that. They went sixteen and eighteen. They still got fifty two. Yeah, I say. I, say. I think the Euro basket thing really helped with Luca too because someone. I think someone said that in the broadcast. I watched a little bit of it. Um, but they said instead of like a seven week uh, break, yeah. he only had a two week. So he's all, yeah. he's kind of already in mid mid season form. Can't, can't eat as much Whataburger in that downtime. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know how you gain thirty in two weeks, man. I've yeah, never yeah. seen that before. Yeah. I, I've done it. So oh, <laughs> <laughs> you eat late at night, you know, yes. go straight to sleep. On. That's that's what happens. It was, yeah. was Whataburger and hooker for him. Yeah, but imagine, <laughs> imagine Luca coming strong at the beginning of the season. Exactly. That, that, that any, real, real talk. Any last year, Luca should have been in the conversation really for MVP. He really, he really did. Yeah, he, he had a better record perception early on that hurt. Yeah. Him, I think. How does your team? How does your team supposedly have a bunch of scrubs, as they say, but you end with a better record than all the guys that are in the MVP conversation? Yeah. Yep. Starting off slow with that slow a handicap that you supposedly gave to him, and you <laughs> still ended up above them. Aren't you the most valuable player? But that's another yeah, conversation. The team had a losing record without you playing. That's another conversation, but it is yeah, the it opposite is. So, of the John Morant. Exactly. So yeah, him and Shake, he should have it. I think it's his people have lose. John Morant in front of Luca last year. 
I don't I don't think he was ahead of Luca. I just talked about like the perception of him and like his importance gotcha. to the team. At cool. one point he was. At one yeah, point he was. Yeah, was crazy I didn't know if he finished ahead of him. Yeah, exactly. He didn't finish ahead of him, but yeah, for a while there people were talking crazy. They were saying John Moran was better than Luca Doncic. That's how you win rookie of the year and then most improved player the next year. Last year was his first year averaging over 20 points a game. Yeah, no, no yeah. disrespect to Ja. Again, like we said, no disrespect to Ja, but there's levels of this. Like, what was their yeah, record was without him? Worst defender than Luca as well. Uh, like, they had a very, I don't remember like exactly what it was, yeah, but it was a very good yeah. record. It was like yeah. 25 and 5. Or I mean, something like that. It was yeah, something that's what I was thinking. It was like, I was thinking like 24 and 4 or something. Yeah, I like, think it was like ridiculous. Like, yeah, phenomenal player, no doubt. Uh, and you know, if it's not for oh man, who is uh, Bane. Sala had to just had to just have that stupid game. Where oh, he just had to do it. it. Win a couple games for us that we didn't need at the end of the year. Could have had job. Oh, Sala. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Measury. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, Jaw's a phenomenal player, no doubt. Um, but it, it's weird how some people will elevate him, or at least his reputation seems to be a higher level than luca depending on like some, some places maybe He's maybe now that's tempered you, with the I'm glad you West said that ddp because me and king had to talk all the time i'm glad y'all on let me let me ask y'all quick uh i know i know tgk has touched on this before on this on this channel what is y'all's um opinion on the national media and their perspective of the, of the mavericks like what, what's y'all's opinion on that because me and king talk about this like almost every, on every show it seems like well it's like I, I don't know i mean we already seen the disrespect of Giannis. Right. Yeah. And oh I think a lot of the times time when you have when your your team is being led by a foreign player. person, a foreign player, um, I mean it is it is what it is. And white. And white. Luca as good as Luca is, because look, we we had Dirk. Everybody loved Dirk. Yep. However, no one really respected him like that. Certainly not I mean? in the media, and, and 2011 yeah. changed that a bit. But yeah, before that, I mean, we not saw at all. that. We saw that with uh, uh, Darren Williams and stuff like that. He said one of the things that he said, uh, w- along with Mark Cuban not showing up to the to the negotiation table, was if if Dirk wasn't there, there was nobody else or whatever. So they got they traded for Joe Johnson, and he's like, oh, Joe Johnson, let me go, let me go over there. Oh, my homeboy left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Jake can come on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, this is going to be the same thing we're going to go through with with uh, Luca. A lot of the fan base in the NBA is black, so of course they're going to jive well with Ja. Of course they're going to jive well with Trey. Because I hire a lot of people. I have a little cousin that that stays with my parents. He's talking like Trey's better than Luca, and he's like, "You're young. I'm gonna let you believe what you want to believe." That's cool. cool. Trey is good. Don't get me there wrong. But like King said. There are levels to this. Hey, man, if, if Hawks fan TV is willing to admit that Luca is better than Trey, then your little cousin needs to get with the program. Let me ask you this. Who's the new guy this year? Remember, uh, what was it? Last year was John Morant. A few uh-huh. years ago, Trey Young is better than Luca. Uh, playoffs, they started talking about Jason Tatum possibly being better than him. Who's the guy this Devin year? Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah, they definitely Is Zion this year? I actually think Zion's a dark horse MVP, though. If he stays healthy, it, it, yeah. If he stays healthy, he's played like what forty-seven games. It feels yeah. like like he looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he looks. Ridiculous. It looks great. But eighty-two games. Yeah, give, give him a full season. And I think their offense will be awesome, awesome enough to get him like playoff level games. I think he has a chance to be MVP. I really do because I, I think he can put up like twenty-eight a game, almost thirty. He's truth. got he's got the built-in support as well yeah. that would help. 
Yeah, I think but yeah, Luka Zion not, would probably be the elevator. Yeah, I think Luca not being as accessible to the U.S. media is. I mean, it's the same thing like with Dirk and Giannis. They're not as accessible to the U.S. media because they're not. I mean, Luca still has some trouble with some English words in interviews and stuff like that. You can tell. Yeah, so but I feel like when you watch a national broadcast of the Mavs games, we're an afterthought. Like yeah, you can yes. tell that like they're coming there with their notes of things that they wrote down because they, they weren't thinking about us any other time until they had to come broadcast this game. They're they're reading off weird stats from like the beginning of the year and stuff and did like you that. You know, Maxi is a three and D big. You can't wait. You can't wait. Maxi from the same hometown as Dirk Nowitzki. You know how you can tell the media doesn't watch uh, Mavs games. A lot of national media thinks the White Power is a great defender. <laughs> yeah, they all the see that whenever the games on national TV. All Dwight Powell and Dwight Powell, and I'm like, huh? Dwight Powell, such a great big man. Yeah, great, great big man. He rolls to the like, rim, does what he wanted to do, and plays good defense. Like, huh? Mute. Okay. It's <laughs> like yeah. play like ten minutes. TJ, okay, you need to unmute yourself. TJ, we can't hear you. No, you you were. <laughs> I don't think your mic's connected. It shows you're unmuted, but um, we don't hear you. Might have to change your settings like I did when I came in. But no, no, I, I agree, man. I, Cause it's just, it just kind of irks me. You would think that with Dallas being like the third or fourth biggest like metroplex in the country, you know, we get a little bit more eyeballs and people will know us a little bit more. And it's like, like I said, they come in with these cliff notes about this team. Yeah, and it'd be like, yeah, did you know that you know Nick Van Axel played for the Mavs? Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, why are you talking about that? Like, that's not important. Talk about the Mavs this year or whatever. You know, exactly. It's just, I, don't, I don't know. I just kind of, it kind of irks me, man. So like, I guess it. Now that y'all kind of put it like that, you know, I don't think Luca is going to be one of those players. And I think he's kind of one of those, those players that he's going to let the front office do their job. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put my input on, oh, we got to get somebody in here or whatever, get this certain player in here. I'm going to let Nico and them do his job. So it's kind of the same thing with Dirk. Dirk was never one of those guys that, like, yeah. I'm going to go out here and, like, kind of like Kobe and those other guys would do. Like, I'm going to go talk Dirty. to this player and see if you want to come over here. Dirk was like, yo, I'm going to let Donnie and them do their job. And then whatever happens, happens. That was you know? his first mistake. That, that's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say that. So just I just, slow. I mean, no, you, you, you're right, though, Bibbs. I just, do I think that Luca will ever get to that point? You I know think, that, you know, he, he, he'll he, probably branch out a little bit and start kind of communicating He's getting there. He's getting yes. there. It might, take, it might take a little longer. Uh, How many I think teams got to be built I think first. people will be a lot more open to Luca because he does yeah. things. He's not Dirk. Um, Dirk Dirk's game isn't as palatable palatable to the typical viewer uh than Lucas is. Everyone now ate the step back. They know about the step back. They know about uh well, all the other things that Luca does. Dirk, it was just like he's a big man. You know, I'm only five eight. I'm not gonna do big man things like Dirk is, but I can do step backs and shoot from distances. <laughs> that's that's the stuff that I want to do. Uh so Luca does have a chance uh to be i guess like bib says a little bit more accessible to the american viewer than dirk i think and of course see- we're more global now as a as a society anyway so they're a lot more open <laughs> but yeah he has, his own, he has his own you got them bro yes sir bro you better go back and watch our show. We need the last one. We did a, yeah, the last one. Yeah. Oh, you we did, did it unbox. You did. You did. You did. We you did, did unbox. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Sorry. I think that you can see Luca's been working on uh, being more personal with guys. Like it was funny. Like at the All Star game, they had the they had him mic'd up, 
Mm-hmm. And he was like trying to talk oh, yeah. to guys. He was like, you know, DeRozan, you know, you you don't miss from the mid range, right? It's like <laughs> he's trying to like branch out. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I've noticed about him is in his Spanish language interviews, his personality is completely Pops. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I wish I, the goal would be for him to be able to get that comfortable in the English interviews because he's a lot more uh, hilarious. Like he's hilarious in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And he says a lot more. He's able to say a lot more. He's able to communicate. And I don't think people, even Mavs fans, realize that there's a huge difference. I don't know if anybody here is bilingual or even partially bilingual, but you know, when you're speaking in a language that isn't your first, second language, you have to think a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas thinking a lot in those American yeah. interviews. Um, but hanging out with Dorian Finney Smith, picking up the slang, all that good yeah, stuff, you know, hopefully. Yeah. A couple more years, you know, he'll be you, good to go. You can definitely tell when he's in a more comfortable setting, even with his English, he's a lot more open. But that's yeah. never going to yeah. be the case. Um, as a well, now I can say never, but it's not the case now with in traditional interviews and stuff like that. But when it's, you see, you see the 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 clip of him sitting on the bench and he just all of a sudden yells out, God damn, do. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, almost, I almost brought that up, but I was like, I don't want to cuss on here because I don't know what they're doing. Exactly. I don't know what they're <laughs> <involved> <laughs> <in>. <laughs> you do see, like, when he's with this, when he's with the team, he is, uh, you know, very comfortable. Yeah, uh, he's well, well, like, you saw the clip of him <laughs> during the, yeah, the sophomore year, his or the sorry, the USA world game. Mm-hmm. Uh, his rookie year when he was like look at me i'm fox i'm fox and everyone's laughing around <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah he, i mean he's a cool he's a cool dude i think people are recept receptible to him uh the thing i'm hoping is in terms of oh you got it too bro oh, y'all yeah. the red ones. okay yeah. I was might, might as well be the official color since luca likes the red shoes so much yeah he does yeah. um now you know what though any what you just said though about it's gonna probably take him time if y'all think about uh, it that's what dirt did it took Dirk a while to finally open up. Like now he's opening up. He's on all yeah, the yeah, interviews yeah. and stuff like that. So now hopefully it don't take him that long. We need you to be a little bit more, you know, <laughs> yeah, open yeah. a little bit sooner than that. But no, nah, you're yeah. right though, man. I, I I think you're right about that. It's gonna be great for the if it's gonna be great for the league once he's able to open up to the English audience a little bit more a little bit more. I mean, because imagine, you know, your your top three guys as of right now are, you know, Giannis, Jokic, and Luca. And nah, Jokic. Come on, man. Jokic's not a topic. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> no, nah, I, like I like Jokic a lot. I like Jokic a lot. As of right now, we the media. You got Ja and Zion in there. MVP twice and, in a row. And, and Jason Tatum and Brandon. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Tatum. Yeah. I don't know. As did you know, good, he, it's, did it's, you know a, he, like, idolized Kobe? Then he, like, works <laughs> with Kobe? Nah, Joker maybe. I don't know. I don't know how I put third, but. Oh, so you have Luca over Joker? Who, me? Yeah. Hell yeah, I have Luca over you. So then, that two MVPs don't matter then, because you put a person don't have MVPs. I'm, just saying, I'm saying, as a in the business mindset, gotcha, right? In a marketable in a market, yeah. market, I have a I have someone who's going to be easier to market yeah. all over the world than you know your typical American people. He but, has to talk more though, ain't he? He has to talk more if he's he going to MVP yeah, and all. Yeah. It's, they're going to make him talk. They're going to make him marketable. He has his own shoe line now and all. Mm-hmm. They're going to make it where he has to talk. He knows that's coming. Um, it's going to be uncomfortable. He has to go in and do that. But when he gets I, better English, I'm going to be very excited. Yeah, I'm just, I just think it's up to Cubes and Nico. That's really what it is because I think the media wants Luca to leave. And that should be a huge thing with Nico too. Like that, that should really be a refined approach for them as far as the marketing aspect of Luca. Because if you're going to change the perception, I would assume that's probably like one of the best resources that you've brought in in recent years. So 
Yeah, that's huge. With with Dirk, they never were able to kind of create this idea of Dallas being a destination. Part of that is because the perception of Dirk didn't really change until the title. And then after that, you blew up the title team, caught flack for that. <laughs> yeah. And then Dirk was too old to really draw, yeah. to draw guys in. And so yeah. it just... He's 55 I, now. It's yeah. Can I, ask you guys, can I ask you guys, how do y'all feel about Nico? Um, I love Nico. Yeah, no, Nico's saying that he wants to take his time with building the question. team around... Luca, how do y'all feel about that? Because we all know, you know, if you take a little too long, yeah, yes, you can't regress. So, you, know, you can't well, risk like a couple years of the team regressing. If they have a couple years in a row where they kind of step back, like you know, the Hawks, for instance, the year before they were in the East Finals and then they got through the playing game um, before getting like just trashed, right? Yeah, yeah. Trashed, yeah. So, five, I believe. Yeah. Um, so if they if they were to have like another ho-hum year or whatever whether it's playoffs or early exit whatever or worse somehow don't make the playoffs although i like what they've done um then you the perception of them changes drastically now i think luca you've got some time but if you're building everything around them the pace at which they got to the west finals i think was like perfect getting to the west Finals shows significant growth but by losing in five you kind of illustrated like okay this team still has a lot it has to do yep, to really yep. compete if you lose in six or seven then there's a temptation to kind of yep. run too much of it back uh mm -hmm. so it's like the perfect level of success if that makes sense like if you're going to get beat it's almost the ideal looking ahead and staying motivated um but if, if you have a couple years then when you slide back now it kind of it, it's the double-edged sword now where it, it feels like you're regressing and that patience might waver just a little bit i think luca's more patient maybe but I, I still don't mess with if you got a generational guy you don't want yeah. too long of a process before getting to that nope. next level nico's slow is still faster than donnie's that yeah and nico That's just tells the truth like nico just tells you he's going to go out there and take his time not get anybody wild but he still makes the great small like small pieces like he got rid of josh richardson for us josh richardson was horrible he got his reggie bullock instead of that he got rid of street clothes for us he got a spencer dinwiddie like we still have a roster space left open now that he says he really wants to use. He says he's going to watch out, and in the middle of the year he'll decide if somebody comes around and the team doesn't work. Like I love Nico. I think Nico's been a godsend for us. So it's just about him taking his time. I think he understands a ball. He's a hooper himself. So I'm fine. I think that's awesome. That's I just think the new regime is perfect. Actually, I think Cubes is as long as he steps back, we'll be okay. Now this this question should go to the uh, Mad fans, like say on Twitter. Cause I know the one word within Mad fandom is is patience. I know that's a cuss word to a lot of Mad fans. Cause <laughs> like King just said, you got a generational player, and now it's like, yo, let's go, let's let's get this going right now. We got this guy. Now we need these championships. Let's go. And so with him saying he's trying to be patient, it's like to me, I think we can be patient because of what the, the team that we do have. It's not like we got you know. Uh, Darren Collison and OJ Mayo right now, and he's saying be patient. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got a team that pretty much just came from the Western Conference Finals, so you have some talent there. Oh. And with, uh, you know, like what TGK said with him being the, uh, you know, the equalizer, like you, 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 get, you know, I'm pretty much guaranteeing that he, they'll get 50 wins off the off the jump. You know, it's just gonna depend on where they me, where they fall at in that that pecking order in the West. But they're not bad, and he's saying be patient. They're a good team. And he's saying be patient. You're just saying wait for that moment. Because you don't want to just add just anybody in here, y'all. You, you want true. it to be where it's like that, that person you add fits in seamlessly. So yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm cool with the patient thing. Like like I said, if it was different, if we had like those guys just named off and he was saying being patient, I'm like, yo, come on, man. You got to come on with it. But 
I'm cool with it being patient because he's making some of the, the like smart moves. Where like uh, King said, you're getting the Christian Woods for you know this mouse and this this uh here microphone, <laughs> this this top right here. You know, so I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? I think. Oh, go ahead, TGK. No, go ahead. All right. I think the the fun thing about uh, the uh, TGK, I still think we. I, yeah, I still can't hear him, man. Yeah. No. Check the source of no. your mic on your stream. He probably got to leave and come back. I can't remember how yeah, I got it, but I, I had to do the same thing when I came in. But but yeah, I think the 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 thing that makes me comfortable with Nico saying that is we're a year away from being able to reset our draft pick situation. As far mm. as trading our draft picks, like once this yeah. Knicks pick conveys yep. in 2023, our full slate of draft picks opens up to us. Um, the the team has enough young guys that can take another step. Like we were talking about Frank, Josh, Jaden Hardy, uh, being able to take another step and make the team better without us having to go external. We added Christian Wood, who's still kind of young, who is in the best situation he's ever been in. He's going to be potentially be able to make our team better. We didn't give up anything crazy to get them so we didn't hurt ourselves long term as far as assets go i think the thing i like about nico is i feel like he views the team and he views basketball the same way i kind of do and that works for me uh mentally like you know if a opportunity comes around he's not i don't think he's gonna pass it up just because he said he's gonna be patient he's just not gonna aggressively pursue that next big star like eventually somebody out there some young dude is gonna be this gruntled and is gonna yep. want to go away from his team and yep. we need to have playable players mm-hmm. a, a pick package that we can throw to go ahead and get them. you don't have to actively look for that ding ding yep. ding our picks bitch there you go we got all our picks back now and now like you said wait for that one guy i think that's where nico thinks the team is i think that's where the organization thinks the team is that one guy can put us over the top. So right now, with all your picks and all, you wait for that disgruntled guy that you think that can help, and you go great. Really one every year, so. And yep, Lucas' five-year deal just kicked in, so for me, yep. it's we got two or three years before we need to necessarily pull that trigger. Absolutely. Pull hey, a yard. Do you ever think that Luca would be would be in that that position where he's like, I'm ready to go, like I'm, I got to get out of here because they're not doing anything. Yes. Everything. I don't, I yes, bro. Yes. I think I think we need to operate as we're thinking about in that I don't, I don't want to fuck around and find out. I, I yeah. think if, <laughs> if he wins a championship, if you win him a championship yeah. in this in this contract right here, I think he, he'll stay. If he doesn't, I'm telling you, between the media, like we just said, push him to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Between they're the conversation of how pushing to Miami to LA. Between the conversation how great he is already, the conversation the way he could be as far as a player at the end of his career. He has to win championships. That's why I say it's on Mark and Nico heavy because Luca isn't even the type. One championship is a failure for him. The way he looks right now, mm-hmm. one is a failure. He has to win multiple championships. Yep. In, in terms of overall legacy, that might be the case. But Dirk's got one here, and Dirk's a god in Dallas. So if Luca does that, <laughs> then uh, he probably. I mean, it, Dirk obviously twenty-one years. It, it's a build, build reputation over a greater period of time, but. I don't think Luca has to get four or five in Dallas for him to be like upheld and like viewed in this way. I think if he gets one, he'll he'll be put like on that one A or one B, whatever tier next to next to Dirk. But yeah, in terms of his ceiling, his individual greatness, one would be definitely the the low end. It, it would be the absolute minimum, and even then, you'd be like, man, what went wrong there? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think DDP. I think most folks in uh, in Dallas. They, they may see Dirk as their GOAT right now, from what I see, because I'm not over there with you guys. 
But I think most folks believe that Luca should be better than Dirk at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. So that's why the one is like kind of low. And, tr- and also on this show, we talk a lot by saying that we think that one, that Mark Cuban did uh, Dirk wrong by just winning one. Dirk should have won way more than one championship. He could have had three. I say at least three. Yeah, like yeah, 0, 03, three. the injury. Uh, we don't even got to include 06 because mm-hmm. that was, I guess, a meltdown. And plus, Tim, Don- if you want to use the Tim Donaghy excuse for the finals, then you got to use it for the Rockets game. But then 07, if we would have beat the uh, the the what was it the Warriors, Warriors in the last game of the season? Warriors. Oh, you're talking about knocking the out the playoffs. The season, yeah. They would have knocked yeah. out the playoffs. Yeah. Would have been playing the playoffs. Yeah, I don't, I don't like talking about that. won the championship. <laughs> 2011, like Mark Cuban and them let uh, Dirk down, and that's why I think he Dirk should be higher on the totem pole than he is. Dirk should be the guarantee. Like I feel like like unanimous second best power forward in the league. Like I, I think that should be the case, but it's not. You got conversations with like Kevin Garnett. And even other guys they talk about as far as Dirk. Like, before. when you look head to head, Dirk destroys Kevin Garnett. We all know that mm-hmm. as far as being Maverick fans and all, but it's not like that. So I think that's an underachievement that Dirk is so low. Dirk is probably fighting for a top 20 of all time fi- spot. Like people probably would argue that top tw- 15 to 20. Luca is seen to be, I think, a guy right now to be a top 10. Like that's what they're putting his level on, like the way he looks. He should be a top 10 player because every year he's in the argument for the best player that year of all time yeah. so i think he has to win multiple like i think three is where yeah, it's on a larry bird three. level like he needs i think to compete with larry bird i think that's what he's the guy that can finally compete with him dirk couldn't do it dirk was the he's not larry bird he's good but he's not there i think luke is that guy i think who was the... tgk i was trying to see if your stuff working now yeah let's see is he frozen he's frozen he's frozen yeah i think he's not having a good luck with all this no your argument was so good he's just stunned <laughs> it was he's trying to recover him speechless. Um, I think one of the differences between Luca and Dirk is that Luca's been good for his entire life mm-hmm. and he's expecting himself to be great Dirk right. came in you know he still says it to this day he didn't know he was going to be good he didn't know if he was going to make it in the NBA so he's he going to be more... in the top German league before he right. got here right mm-hmm. like he's going to be more content with what his trajectory ended up being then Luca's going to be struggling away to try to get somewhere and maybe breaking through once every five or six years. I think uh, that's why I put that two to three year timeline on it uh, to, to have us in a position to at least be a Western conference regular mm-hmm. at that point. Um, like we have to be back to the Western conference finals by then. I think the team, the good thing about the team is I think they realized that last year, I don't want to say it was a fluke, but we exceeded expectations. I get to the Western Conference Finals. I think everybody's aware that. I think DDP made the point. Losing in five kind of was like a reminder that we're not quite there yet. Um, I think that that's valuable for everybody within the team. But a lot of our dudes are like 30 years old. So, again, two, three-year timeline, that's going to put them out where they're going to start trickling down, and we're going to need to have replaced them with guys behind them. Um, You pointed out the, the way the media works. We, we've seen it over and over. We saw it with Giannis. That contract starts getting close to coming up, and they're going to start talking about oh, him leaving. They're going to start, yeah. oh, what would he look like in a Lakers uniform? What would he look mm-hmm. like in Boston? Da, 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 da. Oh, a Luka and Tatum combination would be amazing. Like, we're going to hear that. Title, yeah. That's where that two, three-year thing comes from because they'll still have a Yo, couple years working. on contract. Yeah, yes. we got yeah, we yeah, My bad, guys. There's <laughs> oh, so much going on over here, man. It's all over place. I was waiting. Like to so many people I wanted no, to jump you? in. I couldn't even get a word in, or this mic wasn't working. So my bad, man. 
I was waiting to see TGK pop up in a fifth location. Like, (laughs) (laughs) go ahead, man. I'll let you jump. He's like outside your door. Like, (laughs) I mean, we got dogs, mosquitoes, all everything going on. I was like, man, let me just run inside, man. Yeah, go ahead, Um, man. You've been waiting a long time. No, no, I think, uh, uh, what was the question with the whole, uh, uh, I forgot which point. There were so many points to speak on. Christian Wood, uh, oh, run it back. Start the with, show with, over. With, with, uh, with Luca, Luca being like this, uh, the global force, right? Like, is, is he going to be able to break that? Um, I think uh, I forgot who said it. Whoever speaks bilingual, I speak Spanish. You know, my my people from Mexico, and so when he went to Mexico and did it, you know, oh yeah, yeah, you know, in Mexico oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that, like it hit a chord with them. So there's definitely a, a big uh, uh, Mexican fan base behind Luca just because right. he could speak Spanish to the mm-hmm. to that. And then when he does post game shows, he always has like two Spanish questions, two questions in Slovenia or whatever. Yeah. I forget what language was yeah. Serbia language. So there's so many things to him just because he could speak different languages. I obviously agree with the the English one. If he could polish that one up, he'd be nice. But you could already tell he don't like doing post game or any interviews mm-hmm. at all. Um, but I think in the long run, I think as soon as he starts understanding it like Dirk did, because Dirk's English is really great now. Once he starts getting that down. The sky's the limit. In places with Jordan, his shoes, they're already a hit. Like, I got a friend that has every single pair. He even has the Paris uh, colorway. Like, he has all of them. And, and he had a friend that stayed in Paris and shipped them over here. So there's people that are diehards already for just any of his products. So he already has the diehards. It's just getting to that general audience. And it's going to take him collaborating with Mark Cuban to get that done and Jordan. But uh, – he don't get there, man. Just, just, I, I think he'll figure it out eventually. If he can stay in Dallas for one summer, that'll be enough. I think that that can also play uh, a big role into getting potentially big free agents and uh, people. Which talking is why about, I asked it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it it was kind of it was kind of shifting a little bit this year. I forgot I forgot the the player it was for, but what I, what I was beginning to see is um, the Mavericks, because of Luka, are in the NBA zeitgeist. So anytime there's a a player that might be disgruntled and they're looking oh, for uh, like when they're talking about Kyrie. Beale, I think. Like Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie. Yes, yes, yes. That's a good one. So every time you hear about Kyrie and his disgruntled, people are like, I wonder what he will look like in Dallas next to next to Luka. Or well, like uh, Wendy never... talking about LeBron coming to Dallas to end his yeah, career. Exactly. Yeah. Which was never really the case with Dirk. As great as Dirk was, no one was really even when, even when like when Dwight was a free agent and Dwight had meetings with Dallas, no one was really ever talking about Dwight coming to Dallas like that. Mm-hmm. They were always talking about him going to Houston with James Harden, right? Because James Harden was such a force early on in his Houston in his Houston stay that he took the league by storm, and everyone was it was in the forefront of everyone's mind, uh, mm-hmm. at least in the media. So if Luca can get big in the media, they can start. I'm not sure. I, I don't know how it works. You know. Like really, like people are like, you know, you should go here. But at least people talking about him, maybe that gets the agents to think about that, and then maybe they'll start pushing, uh, Luke. I mean, guys over to Dallas to pair up with Luca. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really, yeah. And, and then the last point that I had that I wanted to jump in, I'm, I forgot who mentioned it. Somebody uh, uh with uh, Nico talking about being patient, just real quick. Yeah. I, I think Dibs, I think you said it. Um. He has no choice but to be patient because of that, that trade we did for uh, uh, street clothes. Oh, so we really can't even, like, 
go all in on a, on a player that'll complete this team, quote unquote, complete the team. So uh, we do have to be patient because what we we owe New York one more pick. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So after yeah. that, then anything's possible. So just a real quick point on that. But that's, that's it. Anything's <laughs> possible. I knew you were going to do that. Good. We're not we're not <laughs> cycling back good. to Garnett talk. Yeah. Um I was gonna say guys, I'm pressed on time. I'm about to have to Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and um, we can go ahead and wrap it, up. Wrap it up. Okay. I'm not trying to. You guys can keep talking. I'm not trying to like be like. All oh right, no no no! You, I don't know what you guys. Right I'm having. I'm having a lot of fun. I can keep going. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, definitely it's cool. do it again. Definitely. This, this is definitely. fun. I I appreciate you guys uh, bringing me on. Uh, definitely interested whenever we run these back. And by the way, uh, people watching, I have all of their info, their uh, in, their twitters and their shows and podcasts in the description down below, guys. So if you guys can go ahead and follow them and check out their different shows and stuff like that that'll be definitely be appreciated but we like i said hey guys we definitely appreciate y'all hopping on man it was a long time coming uh we follow you guys we follow your work you know what i'm saying so it was always a dream of ours to have you guys hop on and just talk mass with us guys we definitely appreciate it uh me and king well king i guess i could tell them now this uh for the people watching this is our season finale uh, we talk mass. We're gonna get ready to go back to doing our post game shows, guys. Post game shows will be starting on October 5th as we play the what was it? Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder yeah, yep. play Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma City Thunder at 7 o'clock. So we'll probably be back at about 10 o'clock that night to do the post game shows, guys. So we hope to see you there. Uh, King, is there anything I'm missing? Share, share, and more share, share everybody's stuff. All of us, we all. We all make our living, I guess, or trying to make a living or do any of this for you guys. So we appreciate all the sharing that you guys do. Thank you. And also, guys, I see our socials down here at the bottom. If you guys want to follow us on uh, We Talk Mavs on Twitter and We Talk underscore Mavs on Instagram. All right, guys, with all that being said, guys, I got my, me, your boy Real, got my boy King. All the people's names on the screen is throwing me off. Got King on, got Guest DDP, got Any, got Bibbs, got my boy TGK, and we'll be back here, guys, uh, on what day is that on? It's fifth. Is that a Wednesday? Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, that's Wednesday. a Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, uh, and I'm, I'm getting married on next Friday, so. Oh, Wednesday uh, invite, bro? Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. He said, uh, where the invite, man? Where the invite? He said, where's the invite? He's not taking you for anything. Just a little private, uh, you know what I'm saying, a little ceremony. So if y'all got want to come yeah. out to the dinner, y'all drop the registry or something. You got to, you got to. Congrats, bro. You know what I'm saying? We're not really registered now. It's a whole lot. It's a lot. But I'll probably let y'all guys know. But yeah, with all that being said, guys, this is your boy Real. Got my boy King, DDP, Any, Bibbs, TJK. We'll be out. Bibbs don't need no more followers. He's already like top. Dog and, and Twitter. Twitter. I need a couple. You don't need no more followers. Y'all can follow everyone who follows Biz. Please follow me. Followers. TGK said he out. Yeah, yeah. Run that. Run that. Exit. <laughs> <laughs> run it. <laughs>